Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. Well, that we know for sure, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, you know we want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out to you for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. We're praying also for their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. We're in agreement together as we, by faith, send the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus Christ, please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman, and Lord, they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, and be gloriously born again from above. And then, Father, you would get every person into a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would be become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're praying for every demon-possessed, demonized, and captive person to be set free, all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease, and your people, Father, to receive and to walk in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for this now in Jesus' name. And Father, now we pray for the Jewish people. We love the Jewish people. We're praying for for Israel, Father God. You've established them. Father, you have given them an eternal, everlasting covenant to all the land of Canaan. Restore all that land to them, Father, which is three times more land than they have now. Give it all to them, Father God. And also, according to your word, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, we want every Jewish person to be saved, so we pray that the blinders and scales will be removed from their hearts and minds, and they would see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, and He's Savior and Lord, and they would be born again from above. And also, Father God, you know the terrible, wicked things that Hamas and Hezbollah and other countries around have trying to do to your people, Father. We agree you're going to give them divine favor, downloads of revelation, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. They will find victory in every battle. Father God, those who are trying to kill them would be stopped, and if necessary, they will be killed. And Father God, they will again get all their land back. Father, we agree that the two-state solution is from the pit of hell. It's a lie. You gave it to the Jewish people, and Father, you own everything. So, Father, give that revelation to every person, Lord, that they would understand that they have a covenant, a title deed to all the land of Canaan, and you, Father God, the God of heaven and earth, has given it to them. So, bring that revelation and understanding, Father, first of all to the body of Christ, and then to the whole world. And we thank you for it now, in Jesus' name. But also, Father God, there are so many terrible, wicked things going on in the world today. And therefore, Lord, we want to be intercessors, and we want to pray against those wicked things right now. 
First of all, Father, we pray against the digital currency. Father, Joe Biden, the Fed, and the WEF are trying to roll this out. We know it's part of the one world government. Father, it's something to bring us under dominion and control and, and again, to bring us to, to that mark of the beast. So, Father, we come against it. We pray that you will send these plans into confusion and derision. They will continually fight among themselves. They would never be able to come into agreement. And that digital currency would not happen until after the church has been raptured out and will have dollars bills and cash and be able to use it until that time. Father, we also ask you to there would be no more viruses or pestilences, Father. We ask you that you would burn down and destroy every bio lab that is creating those viruses to be released to destroy people. Father, it's intentional and from the pit of hell. Father, please stop that in Jesus' name. Father, please secure our borders. You know, Father, over 7 million people have come through. Many of them, Father God, are pedophiles, sex traffickers, foreign soldiers, terrorists, those who are desperately sick who come forward to do evil to our country. Father, thank you for the revelation through uh, your servants that there, to let us know there are 12 sleeper cells in America. We pray that you would show law enforcement favor and they would shut them down, destroy them. And Father, if law enforcement won't help then, Father, use your angelic host to drive them out of our country, Father God, and protect those particular states, Father, that you said we need to pray for, uh, especially Missouri, uh, Minnesota, Michigan, and I um, uh, can't think of the other one, Father God. Uh, the, the, all the four states that you mentioned would especially had terror cells and sleeper cells. You would remove them, expose them, and they would not be able to kill and destroy in America, Father. And we know it's an intentional thing by our government to destroy our government. And that is so sad, Father God. And please protect our power grid, Father. Don't let there be any EMPs. Don't let anybody touch our electricity, our gas, our oil, our coal, our food production plants. No more burning than them down. The farms will grow great crops this year, have the rain and everything they need. And Father, we'll have enough food in America to feed everyone in America and then send food around the world. But Father, don't let them destroy them. Don't let them take out our power grid in any way, shape, or form. And we thank you for it also. And then, Father God, don't let them also in their, their, I don't know if they're already doing it, planning to do it, Father, don't let them put any of that mRNA material into our food, our water, our plants, our animals, Father God. Stop this great evil to try to destroy America, Father. It's intentional. You know about it, and we cry out to you for your help and your mercy and your divine intervention. And also, Father God, you recognize, and Father, it it's, seems to be overwhelming, Father, the persecution by Satan and his kingdom against Donald Trump, against conservatives, and against Christians. Father, you have reminded us of the book of Esther. We are your Mordecais. Father, watch over us, protect us, provide for us bountifully, protect us from the evil one and evil people. And Father God, just like you did with Mordecai, continue to promote us. And we declare we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And that will be true for each and every one of us, Father, in these groups during these end times. And Father, you know who the Hamans are. As those Hamans would continue to try to persecute us and even kill us, we agree you're going to do just like you did in the book of Esther. They would be hung on the very gallows that they prepared for us. 
we agree, we believe, and we receive, and we say thank you for it, Lord, with all our hearts. And show us, Father, what things we need to do in these last times to be prepared for the things that are about to come upon planet Earth. And we give you the praise. Thank you that we're victorious in you. And Lord, thank you for taking care of us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I uh, shared this different things from that Chris read about the 12 sleeper cells and then Jeremiah Johnson, the prophet that talked about the four different uh, states that uh, needed special prayer. And again, it was Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan. And I can't believe I can't, I still can't think about the other state, but the uh, Lord will show it to you. They need special prayer and that these terror cells will be uh, removed. And also a, a, prof, a, a prophetess that we know who has had many very accurate words, Galilee guess, also said the Lord showed her that there are seven tragedies are coming for America and that God is calling our saints, that uh, the Lord is buying a window of time for us to pray, to have a hiding time with the Lord, spend time with Him, to prepare, to intercede, that these things that will be coming upon America, <clears throat> we would be protected for, and the Lord will show us how to prepare, that we will do just fine even in the midst of these tragedies that are coming to pass. So I encourage you on that. Spend more time with the Lord and uh, spend time in His presence and let Him show you what to do, how, how you need to be prepared. And, and again, continually intercede for the United States and especially Israel. Okay. All right. Well, let's go on to the Word of God. <clears throat> let's go to Romans chapter 8. We're going to start verse 28. Very exciting truths in the Word of God. And yes, this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, so we want to make sure we are being thankful and practicing Thanksgiving, right? Well, let's start with Romans 8.28. And this is a promise I have in different, I don't know, I'd say tragedies and different trials and in unexpected hardships or accidents. Uh, this is a verse that the Lord has reminded of me of, and I have claimed, and we have seen wonderful. Well, we've just seen <laughs> God's word fulfilled. Duh. Of course it does. God always does what his word says, but as you stand on the promises of God, there's a good song about that, isn't it? You're exercising your faith, and God fulfills his word in your life, and in your circumstances. So I just want to encourage you. Here's a wonderful verse to stand on through different things that come that can seem to be very negative. Let's put it that way. Here it is. <clears throat> Romans 8.28. And we know that all things, and did you pick up on the word all? All things work together for good to them who love God. Do I have any lovers of God listening to me? Okay. To them who are called according to his purpose. You've got to understand the sovereignty of God. That God, even though he's allowing wicked things to happen on planet earth because people have, are choosing the devil, choosing to be selfish, choosing to be wicked, and he permits that. Remember, he's given us a free will. We have limited free will, let's put it that way. And we can choose to do wicked, evil things. And of course, the devil knows his time is short, so he's pulling out the stops here in these last of the last days. But we need to understand that God has his eye on us, just like he has his eye on the spirit 
Daryl, <clears throat> and we can trust that even though when we experience things that even seem to be attacks of the devil, here's a promise of God. Lord, you said, we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So, Father, in this circumstance, I trust you to work this to our good and your glory. I specifically remember when my daughter was in a terrible accident, car accident, didn't know if she was going to live or not. And when we cried out to God, stood upon it, and she has fully recovered for the glory of God. So God's promises are to be stood upon, believed, and proclaimed. Just like in these last days, you know, uh, many of us are coming under attacks because we tell the truth. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, truth is, is the enemy in Washington, D.C. today. All they do is lie. They live lies. They proclaim lies. And there's a vacuum of truth. And if anyone tells the truth and speaks the truth, they are persecuted. That shows you where we're at today. But we cannot but tell the truth and speak the truth. And yes, do it in love. But God said, no matter what happens, he's on the throne. He's watching over us. And we're getting some more exciting scriptures about that. But that's a promise to stand on. Lord, I don't like this, what's happening, but you said, and I'm believing you. And again, you release your faith, and then you can still have that peace and joy, even while God's taking care of that situation, meeting that need, healing, delivering, recovering, or whatever the thing is you need. And see, because that is so, let's think about the thanksgiving now. So no matter what happens in your life, because God has said, all things work together for good to them of God. No, it doesn't say everything is good, but all things work together for good. So as you commit this to the Lord, he can work good things for you and his glory come forth. And that's why we need to realize when even when negative things happen, here's what we can do. First Thessalonians five eighteen, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Did you hear that? Because God is sovereign, because we trust Him, because His eye is continually on us, and He can take care of us wonderfully, and He does. Thank you, Jesus. In everything, we can give thanks. You know, I used to say, in everything, give thanks, but you don't necessarily need to give thanks for all things. I used to say that. Well, sorry, wrong. Why am I wrong? Because God says I was wrong. Here it is. <laughs> Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always for all things <laughs> to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, according to the word of the Lord, I don't care what's happening in your life, in everything, give thanks. For everything, give thanks. Because why? You're trusting God, and God's going to take care of you. And he said, this is why you can rejoice now. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So lay a hold of that. Be thankful in everything and for everything. And see, that's faith being released. And that's when the miracles and healings and deliverances and provision come forth, when you praise and thank God in the midst 
of something that seems to be so or very negative. And you understand that, don't you? Amen. Okay. But also, there's more to it. For whom he did foreknow, God has total foreknowledge. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? He also did press predestinate. That means planned ahead of time. Okay. Now, here's the reality about once we get saved. And all these things, these life happenings, these trials, these tribulations, even the blessings. What is, what is one of the goals of these things in our lives as Christians? Here it is. That we might be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So all the trials and tribulations that you're going through are for, for the thing of working out the, all the rough edges in your life. Once you're saved, have you noticed you're still not perfect? Yes, you're born again, you're forgiven, you're sanctified, one day you'll be glorified, but you're still in a process. God is molding and shaping you to the image of his son, Jesus. So that's good. We should be, be, look, be more Christ-like every year, every day as we grow in the Lord. And he's using sometimes the difficulties, trials, and persecutions to accomplish that, that we're learning to trust him, depend on him, tr and give him the glory, and, and we just become more like Jesus every day. That's the goal of all things that are happening in your life today. But let's go on. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, remember it means he planned ahead of time, then he also called. Okay, no one gets saved if they're not called. Have you been called? Okay. And whom he called, then he also justified you. So if God predestinated ahead of time for you to get saved, then he called you. Once he called you, did you respond? Then he justified. He justified. That means to be declared righteous. You know, one of the major doctrines of the Christian faith, once you get saved, is you understand justification by faith. Remember Romans 5.1? Therefore, being justified by faith, that means to be declared righteous. I like how they break it down sometimes, just as if I never sinned. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So how does anybody get justified, declared righteous? By putting your faith on Jesus. Why is that? Because you're a sinner. You have to repent. And when you trust in Jesus, the blood of Jesus is applied to your sins. And you're forgiven. You're washed white as snow. And God declares you justified, righteous, on the basis of what his son Jesus did for you. And you have now received it by faith. So isn't that wonderful? Thank you. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be saved? Jesus took all our sins upon himself and bore them away. And also he did the sicknesses and pains, but we're not doing healing today. Okay. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. There is a part of salvation that we've not yet received. What do you mean, preacher? Glorified. You haven't really fit for, uh received all your salvation until you leave this life and receive that glorified body you know just like jesus had Woo! so so you don't only get justified you get sanctified and you get glorified so our salvation is not fulfilled until we leave this life and get our glorified body and I don't know about you, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for, crying out that I'm going to be alive, ready for the rapture. And I think 
the rapture is very, very soon. But again, we're not looking at end times right now. Okay. Verse 31, very encouraging. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You really need to believe that God, God the Father, is for you. He created you in his image. Yes, then came the fall. That's why he had to send Jesus, and Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins and raise again so we can repent and get saved and become children of God. But he's for us, and that's why he sent his son Jesus. God is always for you. He's provided salvation for you, and not just salvation. Let me prove that to you. Let's go to the next verse. But remember this. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, I don't have time to go in detail, but who is against us? Okay, the world system, that fallen nature, your flesh, and the devil and those in his kingdom. But we're not focused on that. But that's, that's why you have the struggles you have is your fallen nature of flesh, the world system, which is corrupt, full of the devil, and the devil himself and his principalities and demons trying to mess with you. So that is who is against you. So I thought I'd answer that question for you. Okay. But forget, forget that. So what? Verse 32. He that spared not his own son, that's Father God, his son Jesus Christ, but delivered him up for us all. Now notice this, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? You see, that's what's grace. Well, yes, in, in what Jesus did through the cross, our every need has been met for not time and eternity. And that's why he not only gave us his son, Jesus, which is everything, he continues to, what is it? freely give us all thanks because God said so. That's grace. God blesses you just because you're his child. He has spiritual blessings continually for his children, and they're free. Jesus paid for them. You're a child of God. Remember in Romans 8 again, and we can't go back there, we're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. That's in the middle of the book of Romans 8, okay? So he not just saves us, he freely gives us all things. And just remember what Jesus said. He wants you to ask for them. Remember that Matthew 7, 7 through 11? Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And the verb tense here is ask and keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Be, per, be persevering, okay? Don't give up. Have that bulldog faith. Don't let go, okay? Verse 8, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Of course not. If he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Of course not. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, that's Father God, who is in heaven, that's where he's at, give good things to them that ask him? So it pleases God to bless us, to help us, and again, what's the cost? Freely give us all things because God said so. That's grace. Doesn't that make you want to love and serve you, him with all your heart? Amen. Well, let's continue. Okay. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Shall God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? 
Shall Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Now you need to understand, on the cross, Jesus defeated Satan in his kingdom once and for all. He died was buried, rose again the third day, went down to hell, took the keys of hell from the devil, rose again that third day, was here on earth for 40 days before he ascended back up into heaven. But what's he doing in heaven? Well, the Bible says right now, even though our salvation is fully paid for, and, and we're a children of God, and the Bible literally says, for those who are born again, Jesus lives in you. But also, because he is God, he is actually at the right hand of the Father, interceding, that means praying for us. So God the Father so far is for us, and Jesus Christ is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. So we can make it. It's going to be okay. Father God is for me. Now the devil hates me. There's people that hate me. The world system hates me. Jesus said that would all happen, but God's for me, so take that. I don't know how that transmitted, but you got the point, right? God is for me. Jesus is praying for me, and I guess I need to go back for one verse because we don't want to forget the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So picture this in your heart and mind. Right now, today and forever, Father God is for me, and he's on the throne of heaven. His son Jesus, who died for me and rose again and now lives in me, is at the right hand of the Father, praying interceding for me. And now that I'm born again, Holy Spirit, third person of the Godhead, lives in me, and through groanings and utterings, he helps me to pray the will of God. And he comforts me and he strengthens me and he's got fruit and gifts. Wow. God, thank you. This is awesome. So that's the big deal. God is for me. Jesus is for me and he's interceding. The Holy Spirit's interceding in me and he's my helper. So glory be to God in the highest. You and I got it made. But there are struggles. Verse 35, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that's real, or distress, that's real, or persecution, that's real, or famine, that's real, or nakedness, that's real, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Don't stop there. Nay, that means no. In all these things we, the born-again believers, are more than conquerors to him that loved us. Jesus' victory is now our victory, so we are conquerors also. And then oh, I love verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded, are you persuaded, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, to, or things to come, that means anything that happens today or tomorrow or the next day, oh, that's good, isn't it? nor height, nor depth, nor any other creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. None of the things that will happen to you and I in this life will ever separate us from God's love. He's with us forever. Remember Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then I think in the Amplified it says, I will not, I will not leave you ever did you hear that he's never going to leave you 
And even while we're going through all the stuff down here, God says, Gary, I'm for you. Jesus said, Gary, I'm praying for you. Holy Spirit says, let me pray through you. I'll tell, show you what to pray. I've got it made. You've got it made. Okay. But yes, the world of flesh and devil makes it a challenge. And we have to trust in Jesus, grow in the Lord, keep our eyes on him. But we can walk in that righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit, knowing that we trust in God, and he's got his eyes on us, and he can take care of us. Amen? Well, I have to ask you, do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Do you know for sure if you died today that you'd go to heaven? If not, let's get right with God right now. Dear God, I see it. I believe and understand that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins right now. I ask you to come into my heart and life and be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give myself to you completely, both now and forever. Jesus, thank you for saving me. And Jesus, I want to be powerful. Please baptize, immerse me in your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.